This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell and show up exactly the way you want to. Customize your online store to your style. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash NPR. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Janine Herbst. The U.S. and U.K. launched strikes on several Houthi military targets in Yemen overnight, including radar sites, drone bases, and storage facilities and launchers. This comes after more than two months of Houthi attacks on international cargo ships and U.S. warships in the Red Sea. NPR's Tom Bowman has more. It's uncertain what more capabilities the Houthis have to attack shipping. Some of the shipping companies like Maerska from Denmark have stopped sending ships into the Red Sea because of the threat. So first of all, we don't know if the Houthis will continue any attacks if they can. And then secondly, what's the reaction of the shipping companies? Will they pause, uh, you know, rather than go into the Red Sea, continue going around Africa on their way to Europe? Or will they feel comfortable now actually going into the Red Sea? NPR's Tom Bowman reporting. After three months of war, Gaza's Ministry of Health says more than 23,000 people have been killed by Israeli forces. NPR's Kerry Khan reports that's 1% of Gaza's population. With a population of around 2.2 million, the new death toll means that one out of every 100 people in Gaza have died in the war. Israel has been bombarding Gaza by land, sea, and air since Hamas militants stormed the border on October 7th, killing around 1,200 people and kidnapping more than 200. Israeli officials say more than 100 remain captive inside Gaza, and they insist they are not targeting civilians, only Hamas fighters. More than 85% of the population of Gaza has been displaced. Israel issued new evacuation orders this week, sending even more residents into the already overcrowded south, where UN officials say people are living in inhumane conditions with no sanitation and scarce food and water. Carrie Khan, NPR News, Tel Aviv. The White House is reviewing protocols for delegating authority in the president's cabinet after being surprised by the hospitalization of Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. NPR's Franco Ordonez has more. The White House told cabinet secretaries in a memo that he was reviewing the rules for how cabinet members delegate their authority when they're hospitalized, under anesthesia, or otherwise unable to be reached. The White House spokesman John Kirby told reporters that they will not turn to GPS technology. We're not going to track the GPS coordinates on somebody's mobile phone uh, in the administration, and we're not going to plant a microchip in their neck like they're a poodle. Kirby says officials know this is a problem and that the White House needs to know if a cabinet official is hospitalized. But he assured reporters that they will learn from it. Franco Ordonez, NPR News, the White House. U.S. futures contracts are trading lower this morning. Dow futures are down nearly seven-tenths of a percent. NASDAQ futures are down about a half percent. You're listening to NPR News. Taiwan is getting ready to elect a new president and legislature tomorrow in what many see as a test of control with China, which claims the self-governing island republic as its own. One of the biggest issues in this election is how to deter China, which wants control over Taiwan and has threatened to invade. The U.S. backs Taiwan against China's military threats and the Biden administration plans to send an unofficial delegation to meet with the winner soon.
More than 25 million people in the U.S. have limited English proficiency, a hindrance to accessing effective healthcare. Cancer communication researchers are trying to lower that barrier by using Spanish-speaking chatbots. From member station KJZZ, Nicholas Grubas has more. Limited English proficiency inhibits everything from acquiring medical benefits to understanding doctors' directions, and it may also partly explain why only 25 to 30 percent of eligible people receive genetic testing, which can help to pin down certain hereditary cancer risks. But a National Cancer Institute-funded program in Utah hopes to raise that percentage with a Spanish-speaking chatbot that explains genetic testing and refers qualified patients to a genetic counseling team. The next phase of the project will focus on underserved Spanish-speaking women to try to catch more potential cases of hereditary breast and ovarian cancer. For NPR News, I'm Nicholas Gerbis in Phoenix. Crude oil futures are trading much higher, up four percent at seventy-four dollars ninety-one cents a barrel. I'm Janine Herbst, NPR News in Washington.